Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. Hello and welcome to the latest podcast episode of the Lisa Pizik Show. So excited about this one because we are talking about money, 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 how we earn it, how we keep it, how we think about it, what we do with it to help us do the things that we love in our life. And I'm not going to be talking to you about this. I have my amazing friend, Bonnie Forte, here with me. She is a money catalyst. Now, yes, she's an accountant by degree, 17 years of experience. This girl knows what she's doing. She is well-versed in tax law and pretty much everything that has to do with good old money. Bonnie, I'm so excited to have you here with me. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and uh, chat with you today. Yeah. So money, let's talk about this because We've heard these things that money is the root of all evil, money makes people crazy, right? So yeah. let's talk about, I love money catalyst, because when I hear that word catalyst, I think I'm going to make more of it, I'm going to use it in ways that mean something to me, I'm going to serve bigger, I'm going to give bigger, I'm going to live a life I love. Yes, we know money doesn't make us happy, but it allows us to do the things in our life that we want to do and play bigger. So something must have sparked something in you to become a money catalyst. So tell me, how did you get going in, in everything that you do? Yeah, um, about 10 years ago, I wiped out my savings, cashed in my 401k, and had filled out the papers to file bankruptcy. Damn. It's not something you hear somebody that uh, is an accountant uh, and that talks about money talk about. They're usually telling you, buy the fancy expensive shoes, look at me shopping at Chanel, I'm going to Paris for the weekend. Uh, but I did all of those things so that I could take care of my mother who was very ill. Mm -hmm. uh, and going through all of that really made me realize what I was working so hard for and saving so much money for. Um, I was one of those people who was like, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna have the biggest pile of money when I die. <laughs> never bought anything, never splurged, was just a super saver. And going through that, just it completely shifted the entire way I think about money. And it changed it from money is something I need to have to money is a way I can help my family. Mm -hmm. And money is a way I can live a life of passion and joy and serving others. And so I think when you, you know, you have that catalyst or that change about money, it really changes your energy your thoughts around it, your vibrations around it, whatever voodoo you want to call it, you just feel different about it and you don't feel guilty and you ask for that raise. You go after those clients because you know it's not, it's not money. It's a way to help your family. Mm, I love the way you frame that because so many people get so weird about money. It's like, we get to the part where we're teaching or we're serving in business and then it comes to the offer where you're like, come on and work with me, and people get all weirded out, and they get all dodgy or all nervous, or they rush through it. And why do you think we have these weird 
things, or even we can talk about women that don't ask for the raise or don't, you know, there's all these cultural things around money. Why do you think that happens? And what's maybe the first step or like, how do we help people just wrap their head around that and get over yeah. it? Okay. So I go through, um, a system and it's a, a five-step system spells out money. Uh, and the first one and the, the most important is the mindset and it's mindset and beyond is what I call it because there's a lot of money mindset coaches out there that'll tell you, Oh, just the law of attraction. Think good things will happen. Rub some crystals. Yeah. And that's, that's great, <laughs> but it's not going to work. And then you have those people out there that are on the other side of the spectrum that are like, you need to record every single thing you buy in a notebook down to the stick of gum that costs 10 cents and you need to only use cash and cut up all your credit cards. And that's, that's also extreme. Mm -hmm. And the thing that everyone's missing in this is that there is an actual neurological reason that you have your thoughts about money. It's the same reason that we all know as adults don't touch things that are hot. Because as kids, we touched something that was hot, maybe burned our hands, and now we have a risk aversion to it. We know that that's what's going to happen. We're going to burn ourselves. It's going to hurt if we touch something hot. Well, the same thing happens with money. And for whatever different reasons uh, that happened in your past, maybe how you grew up with money, how your parents were about it, you have thoughts about money. And so your reasonable thoughts happen in your prefrontal cortex part of your brain. And your emotions about money are in your limbic system in your brain. So you have to connect those two to really make any shifts because you can use all the reason to that you need to make more money or that you need to save. But if you don't have an emotion behind it, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And same thing, you can feel all you, the love you want for your family and friends and want to live a soulful life. But if you don't tie it to, to actions, it's not going to work. So tying those two parts of your brain together with money is the first way that you can really change it. Um, so that, that's the very first thing is to, to really be aware that you have to take actual steps. <laughs> yeah. You have to think about this and you have to plan. It's like that. And then what? It's like rub your crystals. Yes. Offended either, woo woo, we love you. Crystal people. No, they're great. Same mindset is you. It's like rub your crystals. And then now what? Yes. Right? Yes. So I can, I can give you an example. Um, I was talking to someone and, you know, so I always say, if I gave you $100,000 today, what would you do with it? Like write that out, write down the first five things you would do with it because you can conceptualize $100,000 and what you would do with it. And so one of them, the one I get most often actually, <laughs> is I would save money for my kids for college fund. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why do you want to do that? And you go through these questions and keep digging and digging and digging. And you realize that it's not just saving money. That's the rational part is being there for their education and their future. But the emotional part is you want your child to have a happy life. You want to feel successful as a parent to be able to help your child. You want them to have a nice future and you don't want them to have to worry. So when you tie those two together and you just sit down and think about your reasons it makes it so much more tangible and more achievable. That's huge. Like even as you were just talking about that, I was getting like goosebumps and getting that picture that you're exactly right. It's like, we don't want, like you said, those stories from the past, maybe you struggled to put yourself through college 
things. And it's like, you don't want that for your children. It's all that emotion that's tied from past experience and all of that. So that's a really great, awesome example that it's like digging deep with those questions. Why that we talk yeah. about, right? So the five level deep of why, well, why, well, why, yeah. then you get to it. And that's something that you can work with. I love that. That's the M. Okay. What's next? Uh, the O is old habits. You know, what are you doing now and how are you spending your money? So there's, there's a lot of ways to, you know, think of how you're going to spend your money and budget is a very bad word. Nobody likes it, <laughs> but trying to track all of your expenses can be difficult because you, you're thinking you need to track every cent you spend. And really you just need to throw your money into three basic categories and it's your basic, like what do you need to just keep the lights on? You know, your mortgage, your rent, your car payment, your phone bill, your basics. Um, your burn is what do you just spend money on and you don't even think about? And that can be Starbucks. It could be Target. You go to Target with the kids and they just throw toys in the, the yeah. basket. You just buy them. Um, so, so what do you just spend money on that you don't even think about? And then the, the last one is your bust. Like what busts your budget every couple of months? Every couple of months is your car breaking down. Mm -hmm. Every couple of months is that one sibling asking for money again Every couple of months is there, you know, another surprise. Because if you start looking at it, there's actually a really big pattern to your money. And you can start planning for those expenses that come up. And maybe even say, oh, hey, if the car is breaking down every two months, we're spending, you know, five to $700 on it. Maybe it's time to look at a new car and stop fixing the old one that's just not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely, absolutely love that. So basic burn bust and what is the pattern yeah. oh you're right because when I think budget to me it's like I can have all the money in the world but when I hear the word budget I think it's so restricted like I think I don't all my budget is going to show me is that I don't have all the money from things that I want to do or you know like it just brings up those negative feelings for me yeah. where when you break it down to basic burn bust you're like let's just take a non-judgmental look and what's going on in your life. Yeah. And then we know that and what that we were just talking about. How do we plan that or what do we do? Yeah. So anything you can get into the basic category is going to be great. If you love Starbucks and that's your treat and you just feel so special, it's your, your moment, it's your quiet time, yeah. by all means, no judgment, buy it, get it. You do what makes you happy and brings you joy, but just plan for it that you really know how much you're spending. Totally. Eric and I got, my husband and I, we got in a very early marital argument because he, we were trying to save money and he would go to Tim Hortons every single day, like the local coffee. And it's like so cheap up here. Like the Timmy's, Timmy's it's kind of like Dunkin' Donuts, I think. And, and I'm like, but why? We can just make coffee at home. Like why? And he was like, but it's just, it's my thing. Like he's like, it's just yeah. my thing, babe. And I'm like, all right, well, if that's your thing then fine. But it's like, you know, and, and you're right. So there's no judgment. So whatever your thing is, is your thing. Just look at those patterns. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. What's next? I'm loving this. So N is, is pretty important. Important. It's um, need to take care of. Who or what do you need to take care of? And who or what are you neglecting? If you need to take care of your family, that's something that's super important to your, your finances and to your money. If you need to take care of, you know, your, your mom that's maybe doesn't live with you, but you, you help support her, you need to think of that as well. Um, also, like, who needs you to make money? Maybe you don't have kids, but maybe your niece is watching you 
and, and you need to make sure that you're being financially responsible. Um, maybe, you know, you're, you know, like my husband and I, we don't have children, but I need to make sure that I'm responsible because of my husband, because we're in a marriage and we both have finances. Um, and also what are you neglecting? You know, are you maybe neglecting your self care? Um, are you spending so much on all those toys at target for the kids that you, you can't really spend anything on, on yourself to, to keep you um, happy and motivated. Um, just those, those things that you're neglecting. I know that one of the biggest things for us is I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> Absolutely. I will buy so many groceries and waste them all because I have no idea what I'm doing. And we end up eating out and it was just getting so expensive. So what I needed to take care of was eating healthier and getting our budget uh, for groceries under control, our amount for that. So getting one of those meal delivery systems, meal kit delivery, it made sense for us. Even though they're a little bit pricier and not for everyone, it made sense for us until I learned how to cook. You know, one of those things that when you think about it, that saved us money from going out to eat. Mm -hmm. I love that. And the first part, like another N, because you know we're all about frameworks here in this work that we do. The need to take care of neglecting. I thought the need to take care of what jumped out at me was like necessity, yeah. right? And I know a mentor that we both have studied under, Brenda Bouchard, talks a lot about necessity. And, you know, we all want to be aspirational and we think about money catalyst and it's so positive and amazing. But sometimes like necessity is a real driver of, like you said, you're like, who needs me to make money? Who's depending on me? Who's looking up to me? Who's role modeling and like watching what I'm doing that again, it just, and they, again, that's no judgment there. I think for me, it just shifts the conversation deeper. It, it does. And it's, it's a really important one to look at if you are in that spot where you're running your own business, but you're, you still have a, a corporate job that you go to because it's so hard when you go to that workplace and you're just like, everyone here sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You just don't want to go. You're like, Oh, it's the Mondays. You're what, you know, yeah. you have that when you start saying, Hey, I need to go to this job to be able to have, you know, rent and food and all of these things for my kids and my family then that necessity really shifts it to say, this is just a task I do. And, and it can really lower your stress when you start thinking of it that way. Amen. That's huge. And I can speak from personal experience there. I'm like my full-time job funded all my masterminds and growth and learning. And you're so right, Bonnie, because when I made that shift that I was like, I really hate this, but this fuels this huge mind shift. So I hope you guys were listeners. I hope you wrote that down. I hope you're taking notes on this. Don't worry, Bonnie. I'll tell you at the end, she's got some goodies for you. If you're driving, if you're doing laundry, if you're not able to take notes, don't stress. Just stay here. Stay tuned in with us because this is so good. And I love that you talked about the neglecting piece where you're like, where are you, you know, spending money in different ways or kind of, you're like, what makes sense? You're just going back to asking that question of like, what makes sense right now for the reality that I'm in, right? Yeah, and a lot of times when it comes to the neglecting part, it's not really going out and finding a way to make more money, which is always great, but sometimes it's shifting where you spend your money. Mm -hmm. uh, we're so quick, especially, you know, to, to say, yeah, you want to spend $100,000 on college, that's awesome. You're going to get a medieval history degree. Great. <laughs> Spend the money. 
you know, and yeah. there may not be a job that pays for that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but you know, if somebody says, Hey, I want to spend $20,000 on this thing to invest in my business. People are like, what? Oh, that's ridiculous. Why would you spend that? So it's, it's just, where are you, where do you need to spend the money and where are you neglecting it? Because if you need to spend money to grow your business, sometimes it's the best thing to do. And if you need to, to neglect spending money on, you know, um, junk you don't need, maybe, maybe more shoes, <laughs> you, you maybe stop spending money on shoes and, and start putting it into the business. So it's, it's just spending money sometimes versus out of money. I love that. It's that, it's that play between what are your patterns and then what are your aspirations of when you do invest this, what is that going to help you do? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's huge. Okay. I feel like there's another one in here. M O N what's next. E. Um, so through all of this, we've kind of talked about going on that five levels deep. Why? But so E is examine and examine and explain, go through that list that you've already built up again and just examine each one and explain each one. You know, like, why am I always, and I, I use this as an, as an example because my mother was this way. Why am I always buying so many toys for the kids? Why am I always just, when it comes to them, no amount? Oh, okay, well, she grew, she was adopted. They grew up kind of poor. That's why she was doing it. Mm. Okay, shift as to, like, why you're doing it. That doesn't mean you're a mom or a bad mom. You know, why am I, you know, not spending money on myself. Oh, cause I feel guilty. Do I need to be spending money on myself? And kind of that, um, you know, the example I gave of the groceries and the food uh, system, the meal kits is would it make more sense? You know, just kind of look at what you're really doing and, and see if that's like you're saying, if it's the aspirations of what you want to be doing, money is never fun to think about. Nobody wants to sit down and be, you know, think about their finances and, and what's going on. But if you just think about why you're making those choices, it's much easier. Mm -hmm. you don't and you don't feel any shame with it. It's just what it is. It's a tool. Yeah. That's like that common theme that I'm really hearing you drive home. That makes complete sense. Is like, it just is what it is. Like just take a look at what your current reality is. And just, and I know, like I know Eric and I, before we had Oliver, our little guy, every Friday night would be like, our, we're going out. It's date night. We're going to go out to eat. We're going to this, we're going to that. And then the one day we literally looked down at our finances and I was like, Oh my God, we're spending like a thousand dollars a month going out to eat. Cause you know, 200 bucks with the wine and the entree and the dessert and that, you know, cause it was like, this was our Friday celebrations. So it was like, we got the drinks and the appetizers and the mains and the dessert. And then we were like, Oh my God. Like you don't realize sometimes maybe a pattern and again, we're talking patterns and then we're like, because it's always like money. We're like, we don't have enough. We don't make enough. We don't have enough. We always want more. Yeah. But it's just, like you said, it's just that way that you're shifting it and looking at where you're spending it and what you're doing. Some yeah. big things will come out. So, yeah. And I, I mean, you know, explain. Yeah. For, for me, I know that, you know, when I was working a corporate job and going to an office every day, the office was close to the mall. And I would go to the mall and buy something at least twice a week. And it's like, why am I doing this? I'm like, oh, I'm rewarding myself. I work so hard. And it's like, no, because I absolutely hate, you know, the office and this corporate environment that I just need to get away from it. <laughs> and then I feel guilty for looking at things without buying them. The shoe lady doesn't care. She's not judging me. <laughs> like, why am I buying all of these things uh, for this false sense of judgment that I think is happening? Mm -hmm. So 
a number of reasons. But when you just yeah. sit down, it's just, it's, it takes away so much stress. Yes. Amen. Okay. What's the last one for the next one? The last one is Y, uh, the letter Y, not mm-hmm. the word, but the letter Y. And it's the most important. It's your money plan. A real budget, a real plan, real systems, real strategies that you and your family can stick to. There's a lot of people out there that will have different systems. They'll say, you know, the, the most famous one is, is um, cut up all your credit cards and divide your cash into envelopes and live out of that every month. Well, that, that's not going to be realistic for everybody. You know, also, if you travel a ton, maybe switch your cards to one with really great travel rewards if it's good for you. Um, if you have to really budget into your family, a family fun night because you and the kids are doing a thousand different things, put that in there. Don't, don't feel like you have to do what works for somebody else. You have to do what's going to work for you and be realistic. So if you go to the bare minimum and say, I can't, can never go out to eat, can never buy coffee, I'm eating ramen noodles every day. I mean, if you can do it, go ahead. <laughs> you know, if it's realistically not going to work for you, budget in 200 bucks for dinner every week, you know, for date night. Mm-hmm. Um, so do what works for you and don't feel j- judgment or shame or guilt for it. Mm, I love that. Some stuff coming up for me is like, you're making me think about like, I almost think like earning for keeps or that kind of like phrase where it's like, you're already making the money. Everybody thinks we need to like work longer, work harder, work more, do this, do that, come up with this grand scheme to make a bajillion dollars. And it's like, you're just saying, no, no, no. Like just come up with what works for you right here and now. Like take a look at what you're doing. I love that. It's so, it's so doable. Like this whole M-O-N-E-Y that you just framed out for us. There was nothing in it that I was like, oh, I can do that. Oh, that's great. She's great. <laughs> well, good. I, that's, it's, that's, it's supposed to be easy and, and customizable because when, it's, when you go into a system or a program where you talk to somebody, they're like, they'll be your financial advisor and tell you what works for everybody else and put all your money into this and do that. Or, and it's just not going to work. You have to really think about what's going to work for you and be okay with it because at the end of the day, how you spend your money is entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you. And you just need to be okay with it. Whether that means, you know what, I spend 500 bucks a month on Starbucks and I'm okay with it because I only eat ramen noodles. Great. Yay for you. (laughs) (laughs) You got to own that. What are Are those like the biggest objections or what are like, I'm sitting here going, this is all doable for me. I'm good. I love this. What are some of the like biggest objections that you get or has anybody ever been like, no, 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 I can't do that. What you're telling me is crazy. You're on glue. What you sniffing? Like what's going on? <laughs> so there, there have been a few uh, and, and it is uh, mostly with the mindset because they're, ge- that they're just gen- generally be, tends to be a divide on that. You're either, and I believe in the law of attraction. I, I do not discount it at all. Um, I, I believe in a balance of that. And most people say, oh, no, you either need a strict spreadsheet budget calculator in your pocket, writing everything down, or you need to just let it happen and let the universe take care of you. And I think there's a balance in both. There's a huge difference between thinking, I can't afford that, and how can I afford that? Mm. And that's the biggest one, because I'll have people on both sides, and they're just like fighting it because they're, they're just 
so dead set on their law of attraction and they're just going to think about it. And I'm like, write it down too. Or the people who are like, no, no, I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. Stop stressing about it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the biggest big thing is, is that, which is why I did the research on the neurology behind it to see what the aversion to it was. Yeah. I love that you frame that between the limbic system and it was a prefrontal cortex. Yes. I'm nerding out with you. I love that. So you can use that at a dinner party and be like, I listen to this podcast and let me tell you about your prefrontal cortex and your limbic system. You, you pull out that connection and you will sound super smart to everyone. Right. But it makes, all joking aside, right? It makes complete sense though that yeah. you can, as you said, owning it is what's coming up like for me with this too is it's like you can manifest, you can spreadsheet, you can whatever you want to do, but if it's bringing you stress in your life around it, then you got to be okay to say, I got to start looking at this a different way. Or yeah. I need to look at that basic burn bust buckets and yeah. try something different, right? Because yeah. I'd be lying if I said we weren't all at one point in our life stressed about money money kept us up at night. We can all yeah. think of a scenario in our brain where you worried about money. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a stress. It breaks up marriages. It ruins relationships. It, it does. It's the financial problems and, and financial communication are the number one cause of divorce um, and relationships breaking up because we're, you know, we can, we can talk about politics now. We can talk about sex and gender identity, but we still can't talk about money. And, you, you got to make it okay to talk about in a safe zone and just no, no yelling, no guilt, just owning it and saying, this is where my money goes and I'm either okay with it or not okay with it. I'm going to shift it. Yeah. And so many conversations do have to happen because I know when Eric and I first got together, I don't know if you were the same with your husband, but it was like my money, your money. It was like yes. I had my account, he had his account. I made money for my job. He made money for his job. And it took us a little bit. Like now it's like money's money. We got one account. We talk about big purchases. Or, you know, we, we consult each other on everything that has to do with money. But in the beginning, it was just like my bank account, your bank account, my money, your money, my savings, your savings, right? And it's like conversations has, it's what you're talking about where like people can't. Yeah, money. I mean, we were the same way. It's like conversation. Money is something that has to be a, a, a term that comes up so easily that flows off our lips. Like, where are we going for date night? Or what was the great, you know, what's the best movie you just saw in the last year? Like, you're right. We need to bring that up in the conversation. Yeah, and uh, full transparency, transparency. One of the earliest conversations that Tony and I had, and my husband and I had in our relationship was I would constantly just tell him about purchases, not really asking for permission, but just letting him know I was spending money. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was like absolutely ridiculous because I'm telling him like, oh, I'm spending a hundred dollars on something. And he's just like, I don't care. Why are you telling me this? But then he went out and bought something, you know, that was like $500 and I freak out. And to him, he's like, what? what? So it was just a whole like, I just want to know, like, we should just talk about it and opening up the door to say, it's, it's never going to be a blame game of you spent this, I made this, you earned this, I bought that. It's just a conversation of a, Hey, this is what's going on. And then he realized, Oh, that's why you keep 
annoying me with all these stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I know. It's like everyone's got to figure out their dynamic and what's important to them and yeah. how you bring it up and all of that. That's huge. Yeah, which definitely goes into your money plan uh, on that why, going back to it, of just who also needs to be in on your money plan. Because uh, you can't have a, a money plan if you and a spouse are spending out of the same account. <laughs> you yeah. need the y'all's money account, which I can say because I'm from Texas. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I know, like, I know one big shift that happened for me in my business was that aspirational piece of looking at how many people do I need to help in order to, and so it wasn't just like, I want to have 10 K months or I want to have 30 K months or I want to have five K months. It was like, how many people do I need to help mm -hmm. to get to that 10 K month or 20 K month or 30 K month. And when I started shifting again, cause we're talking mindset, when I started shifting that to people instead of money, huge shifts happened for me in my business. Definitely. That's especially with when it comes to businesses and investing in your business. You know, if you're, if you're looking at spending money to invest in your business, a lot of people will delay it. But if you look at it, you can say, hey, if I invest in my business right now, whatever the amount is, um, I can help more people sooner. Well, who does that help? Well, it helps the me seven years ago that was, a, you know, not me personally, but Mm -hmm. I'm an imaginary that was, you know, a single mom that was struggling to, to pay the bills. If I can do that and help that person, wow, when you just shift it and make those connections, then you go into your sales video because you know that you need to serve them. Yeah, the, the money is great. And anyone who says they're not in it for the money is a liar. Right. Amen. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're full of themselves and they need to be real. Like you need money. I can't pay rent with hugs. Right. Not in the US. <laughs> like, that's not <laughs> but yeah, you have to tie it to that thing. And when you go and you're saying, you know what, I've got this great thing that I'm selling or I'm doing this because you know what, getting healthy meant I could spend time with my kids or getting healthy meant I could go run again or, you know, getting that business going meant I could really help more people. When you tie it to that emotion, you're all in. Yeah. That's huge. That's a mic drop moment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing this money mindset stuff, money catalyst stuff, that M-O-N-E-Y. Guys, don't worry, gals, if you didn't catch it, I'm going to put in the show notes, Bonnie has two goodies for you. One is that worksheet that goes over exactly what we just talked about in this podcast. And then you've got another one. It's Catalyst. Tell me a little bit about what the Catalyst one is. So the, the Catalyst is similar, but it goes through your money mindset in your business. And the first one I'll just tell you is clarity. You've got to start with the end in mind or else you're just building another job for yourself. So it's, it's having that clarity of passion, which goes back into the money. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a holistic approach, I like to say, because uh, it's not just money and it's not just feelings. It's, it's both. Yeah. So you're going to get that worksheet. I'll put it in the show notes. You can download the money one, the catalyst one. Bonnie will have all her information on there so you know how to get in contact with her if you want to chat with her about what you've got going on and you need some help and you need some support. Yeah, she's got 17 years experience, but 
as you just heard in this podcast, she delivered some amazing takeaways, some guiding questions, a killer, what we like to call framework with the M-O-N-E-Y and the catalyst that you're going to get. And that's somebody that you want to work with that has the knowledge, has the passion, has the skills, and is going to get you wrapping your head around what needs to happen so that you feel good with the money you're making, with the money you're spending, the conversations you're having about money, and money is not icky. Money's good. Money is good. So, Bonnie, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was great chatting with you. Yay, she killed it. All right, guys, thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on The Lisa Pizek Show. You've been listening to The Lisa Pizek Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizek.com.